Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Carrie. And this is Popexia Podcast. I'm nervous. How <laughs> to be nervous be fun. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell just happened? <laughs> what the hell? What is happening? <laughs> um, make sure you come back. We're gonna do this bi-weekly. So make sure you come back to talk to, to us more about you know, sex, drugs, and self-improvement. <laughs> what are we okay. talking about today? So what we're talking about today is how fun families are. Yeah. So it's that time of year, you know, between... The November holiday and the December holidays and all this, you know, there's like a bazillion fall holidays between all the different demographics that there's, you know, tends to be family overload during this time of year. So I thought we should discuss families. So, so <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Fuck, fucking hell. Seriously, y'all. Um, so, me- Carrie, is, what you want to jump in there? Uh, it, it's Brady Bunch at your house, right? Do what? It's Brady Bunch at your house, right? Yeah. <laughs> I- or the Waltons. It was the Waltons, right? That were like super. Fa- Saccharin. Okay. I have a story I can start with. It just happened. Uh, Well, actually, over the last, like, week. I love stories. God have been calling me so many times every day. Who has? My mom and my stepdad. Okay. I am not a phone talker. Right. They know that. And every time around this year, my mom starts feeling guilty about her not being here. So she always like overdoes it and calls me all the time and texts messages me. And then she guilt trips me for not responding as much as she would like. Uh, because it's about her. Yes. <laughs> always. Okay. So my, all of my family does that every year. So for um, the audience, for context for them, Carrie's. Carrie was raised mostly by her grandparents. So growing up while you're living with your grandparents, did your mom do this then? Yes. Every year. Okay. So this has been the ongoing pattern the whole time. Okay. When I first got like Facebook and social media and everything, like she would send me messages on there and call me all the time. And it's not like I don't go see her. Like I Mm -hmm. want to call her when I can. I just don't like talking on the phone. And she knows that. But every year, the holidays make pe- make my family guilt trip me. Setting boundaries this year with them. Yes, that's very important. Boundary, boundaries. Oh, my God. If you... Do you ever get a feel, feeling exhausted from the constantly having to reinforce those boundaries with people who, don't, who can't seem to make themselves... Respect fucking boundaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, 
I like I have such a hard time with it myself. Like I'm such a people pleaser. Like such a people pleaser. Um so it's difficult for me to like set the boundaries and maintain them myself. But like this year has just been so much for me and last year with COVID on top of some other stuff. So like I have to or I will go insane. My mother's already insane. <laughs> but I like the holidays are just especially hard because everybody's like, it's family time and you have to be with your family and you have to do this and you have to do that. And I'm like, why can't I just like try my best and exist? Right. And that's <laughs> one thing I want to say to people today. If you get nothing else out of this, at our big age, we are too goddamn grown to be carrying around the weight of everyone else's expectations. Yeah. If you need to not go to your families, then don't go. It's okay. If you prefer to have Friendsgiving or do Christmas with your friends, I've done Christmas with a friend before too, because that's a whole other issue. I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story in a minute, how my Christmas got screwed up. Um, that's fine. Set boundaries that are healthy for you. And that you can go even further. You are not required to maintain relationships with abusive people just because you share DNA. Yes. Or even if you don't share DNA, I know a lot of adoptive families that will guilt, try to guilt adoptees. You are not responsible for that. You don't have to maintain that relationship if they are being abusive to you or toxic you you have a right to protect yourself and do what you need to do and like another thing people like manipulation is a form of abuse that people don't think about like guilt tripping is a form of manipulation and we all should know that and we should all learn to See it when it's happening like it sucks when people do that because we all think that we're not manipula manipulatable that's not a word that is now <laughs> well and especially if you have if you have the ability to empathize with people and then they're they they are leveraging that right <laughs> and if you are one of these people who does this it is not okay it is harmful and knock that shit off yeah don't make me use my mom voice on you people. I've had to learn like those behaviors in myself. Like I don't like realize that I'm doing it. Right. Point it out. I'm like, oh shit, you're right. <laughs> like I do that and work on it. But like a lot of like families mm -hmm. can't do that. Right. Very like especially like my grandparents are getting older, so they're very focused on like who's gonna take care of me and my stuff when I can't do it anymore. My mom and my stepdad are very focused on, like, we don't have anyone else, like, around us. Like, who are we going to talk to? Like, who's going to take care of our stuff if we if something happens? Like, That sounds like the consequences of your own fucking decisions. <laughs> like, you know. You know, like, families are really good at pushing you away and then trying to pull you back forcefully and aggressively. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, get I get whiplash. I get whiplash. Same. Like, yes. The emotional whiplash and like learning to understand like the thinking errors of what my family is doing and what I've been doing is so hard. <laughs> it is because when, when our family of origin is like that, 
we're it's normalized to us, right? Like we're conditioned to think. And so it does, it takes a lot of work to even start recognizing those patterns in yourself and then a lot and then even more to get rid of them because then we have to learn all those skills that we should have learned as children had they done their job. Um <laughs> Oh, this is this conversation is a very big point of contention with my parents, okay? Because they're like, "Yes, they we failed as parents." I'm like, "I'm not saying that exactly." <laughs> Mostly, I'm just saying in the most neutral, non-judgmental tone that I can. <laughs> but I recognize that I grew up with some deficiencies that I had to correct in myself. You know, like. At least you can admit it and recognize it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> like, from the stories that you've told me, I can see, like, how much work you've done. Oh my God. I think it's amazing. Like, most people would not put in that much effort. And it's crazy. It's, I, oh, I'm trying to not use that term anymore um, because so I, <laughs> some people, uh, yeah. It's not the most appropriate ver verbiage, right? Um, it was really strange because I was doing that work on myself. I had not done the work before I had kids, but my kids were very little when I was learning this stuff about myself and work, started working on my trauma. And um, so because I already had kids, I was like super motivated, like, okay, I've got to fix this shit because I cannot do this to them, right? Right. And my parents took it very personally that was raising my children differently than they had raised us. And so we had some conversations and I lost count of the number of times I was told to leave my parents' house and never, ever come back. Yeah. Now, fortunately, my dad at least will sat there and think about things and he has made a lot of growth and improvement over those years um but yeah it was it was a very bumpy road for a long long time um and we still have some issues like the last two the last two christmases so christmas and um the ho the holiday in november we really don't, isn't really a big celebration about those holidays for us, but basically my family uses every long weekend in existence to all get together and eat too damn much because apparently we celebrate gluttony. Um, and so, but Christmas was always the big one um, because my grandmother who, um, who helped raise me, it was just her favorite. And so it was always a big deal. And um, it was always also the holiday where a lot of times some of her siblings might show up. Like she, she was one of 11 kids, right? And they were scattered all over from California to Florida. And so, but Christmas was the time where usually at least one or two of them would just surprise show up, right? right. So, so that was always a big deal. So every year for my entire life, well, before that too, but we have, we have our celebration on Christmas Eve, the 24th, um, at my grandparents' house. 
the last two Christmases, I did not get to spend Christmas with all of my children. And that is because my parents' other daughter, uh, <laughs> the first time, the first one, I don't know how much of it was her int being intentionally malicious. And the second definitely was. Um, so I don't know if the first one really was, you know, she masterminded it that way or if it just kind of happened and she saw the impact and decided she wanted to repeat the next year. I don't know. So for many years, she and you notice I do not call her my sister. She left the family many years ago. She literally said those words. I'm leaving this family. She has said she's ashamed of us. She has she pretends she's not Choctaw to most people. She has said lots of racist things. She's not allowed around my children very minimally um, for these reasons. Um, so she hasn't been a part of my life in many, many years. Several years ago, when I really cut off all communication, was several years ago, my grandfather was in the hospital. They called the family in. He's, you know, thinking he was going to die. Um, and she refused to come see him, even though that was his request. Okay, fine. She was living like in Pennsylvania at the time. Fine. Whatever. Now, mind you, she's never done anything with her life. She's not, no education, no job, never worked. Um, and so she doesn't have anything preventing her from coming. You know, her husband makes a lot of money, so they had the finances for her to come. She just didn't want to come. And she told me over the phone, because I was the one having to call relatives, giving information. If it was our grandmother, I would come. But since it's just him, I'm not going to. Okay, kind of hateful, but sure, if that's what you want to do. And then she says, but when he dies, I'm going to need y'all to hold off on the funeral for a few days to make sure I can get there. Bitch, what? Um, no, but no. I, I was in the, 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 what I call the bad news room, you know, the little room at the end of each hallway in the mm -hmm. hospital where they take you to to counsel, um, which they never take you in there unless it's bad news, that's why I call you that. <laughs> so I was in there talking on the phone and as she said this, I saw my parents start walking by and <laughs> so this hand just comes out of the room. I guess I just handed it to my mother and I said, your daughter needs to talk to you because I'm done. Yeah. And I was done with her at that point. And I, um, I affectionately call her Hydra. And if you are uh, familiar with mythology you'll get that and if not you can google it i think it's a very fitting description <laughs> um so in any event two years ago she they moved in back into oklahoma for the first time in like i don't know years and years over 10 years um probably more I well yeah, definitely more, like 18 maybe. Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. Um, so my parents had always thought, well, she wasn't. She doesn't show up when they need help. She doesn't always show up for holidays, family stuff. And they'd always made excuses for her. Well, she lives out of state. Well, sometimes she only lived really, you know, several hours away in Texas, but they were taking trips to do other stuff. So it's a priority thing. But 
they would make excuses for it. Well, she doesn't live close. So she moved in back into the state and lived only about three hours from them at that point, which was closer than I lived at that time. And so the first weekend she, they are here. My parents drive up to see them. Okay, fine. I don't have a problem with that. But the problem, the thing was, I was having an event. I was having a fashion show. I was, uh, my, um, some of my creations were being featured in a fashion show and I invited them to come up for that. Well, they couldn't come for that, but they could go to her house. And I'm like, it's just 20 minutes difference. Like you could come, y'all could come see the show and go, no, they don't want to do that. Okay, fine. Um, whatever didn't really like my parents had in the 10 years that I was living up around had been living up around OKC at that time they had only come to see me twice in those 10 years um my law school graduation and the time that the city council of Norman gave me the human rights award those were the only two times my parents had come up there both times my mother acted a fool like she I don't know why she went out of her way to like make things miserable and spend as little time with me as possible. It was bizarre. Um, so honestly, I didn't hurt my feelings. They weren't coming up any more often because it's like, wow, that was something. Um, but so then we're all together for Thanksgiving. Um, and now, she had asked me if we could reschedule Christmas because my uncle had to have it rescheduled, she said. Apparently, we deduced later that she told him the opposite, that it needed to be rescheduled because I needed it rescheduled and I couldn't be there if it wasn't. So we all agreed to reschedule it, which really did bother me because it meant I wasn't going to get to be with all of my kids. Yeah. Because we plan everything around that Christmas Eve, around the December 24th. Like, my custody and visitation orders are set up around that. My, um, I plan my work schedule around it. My grown kids plan their work schedule around it. That's just, it's always been set in stone. But, so we rescheduled. I'm like, okay, I'll take the hit on that to make sure that he can be here because you know i mean his parents this was at you know <laughs> we just lost both of his parents so you know that we're, we're talking like this is probably the last christmas we're gonna have them all and it was um so did that at thanksgiving she announces in front of everyone in front of my children that the reason christmas uh, rescheduled was because she is going to hydra's house to spend Christmas morning with my grandbabies because I've never got to do that before. <sighs> my kids were crushed. Yeah. Like, who the fuck says that in front of children? I mean, it was, yeah. So that was bad enough. And so my kids were already upset because she went up there just a couple weeks before. And then, so this was all within a month's time, right? So she went, she went to see them the first week, like the first week they're there. 
when she's only come to see my kid, you know, and seen my kids at home twice in a decade, then they go, you know, go up a month later and reschedule all of manipulate and reschedule all of our Christmas around that. And that meant we couldn't all spend Christmas together because of that. Okay, fine. You know, discuss that with dad. I'm like, I'm not, do I'm not, I'm not playing with them. I'm just not going to do this, you know? So then the next year, this past year, um, Christmas needs to get rescheduled again. Okay. We're going to schedule it to, I think it was scheduled to Christmas day this time or the day after something like that. So it wasn't as far off, but this time it was approached to me from my uncle's wife. Okay. If that's what you'll need to do, we'll do it that way because, um, you need it. And, you know, like I said, we had already lost their dad, my grandpa, my grandmother was not doing well and they were having to go like travel two and a half hours every week to go see her and take care of her. And it was a whole thing. So I was like, okay, if we need to reschedule, I'll reschedule. So then come to find out once we get there, the reason for the reschedule was Hydra had called them and requested it and said they could not be there if it wasn't rescheduled. And that they had talked to everybody and everybody agreed to it. And I told her, I'm like, no, okay, first of all, nobody talked to me. I was informed after the fact, after the decision was made. And then, and then of course, my uncle's wife is hurt because she's like, why aren't your kids here? I said, because we plan around the 24th. Our entire lives are structured around being here that date. You can't change it without some of them not going to be able to be here. And she had led everyone to believe that she needed it rescheduled because her husband wasn't going to be home. He was going to be off at work because he travels for work, which first of all, I'm not sure why that should reschedule our family yeah. Christmas because like he's not our family, but um, it, it, even so, so I asked him and I could tell he was acting very nervous and shifty. So he knew what had happened. Um, Cause I asked him, I said, you, you just get back in from traveling? He's like, no, I was home. I'm like, okay. So why do we have to reschedule? He says, I don't know. I just do what I'm told. Like, oh, grow a pair. But anyways, so then Hydra has to announce in front of my children who do get to make it there that all they did on Christmas Eve, all they did that day was sit on the couch and eat popcorn and watch movies. So there was nothing they needed to do. So then my kids know this. And then somehow the sidewall on her tire got magically slashed. I don't know what happened because I was not there. I swear to God, it was not me. I was in the house. I have witnesses. <laughs> but uh, somehow that happened. So, yeah. So anyhow, families can really suck. Okay, y'all. And it's okay to recognize that. And it's okay to set those boundaries and discontinue that. I, I will say my family does still try to force me to be in the same room with her. I have no problem pretending she doesn't exist when she's standing three inches from me. <laughs> um, because I have nothing. I, I don't hate her. I don't put that kind of energy into her. Yeah. I don't. I, she's just been a non-issue in my life for so many years that it doesn't matter. 
like she doesn't mean anything. When people ask me if I have siblings, I really forget and I have answered no. And then been like, oh, well, this is awkward when I remember. Um, and so then you're like, okay, do I correct that or do I just let it? Just let it yeah, I, I usually <laughs> just let it go and hope they never, never listen to this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I'll let y'all know how it goes after this because supposedly she's going to be there for... I don't know, soon. And fuck, I don't know. Nobody tells me all the information, but apparently she's going to be at one of the family gatherings at some point, but not the other. I'll I don't know. To, like, that's how my family, like, my family never celebrates anything on the actual holiday itself. Mm -hmm. We always just pick a day and we all meet up that day. But my aunt always, like, throws bitch fit because, like, my oldest aunt, um, who is bananas. Oh, no. The absolute bananas. Um, everything has to be scheduled around her or she's not going. If she's not the one cooking, she doesn't want to be there. If she can't have it scheduled the way she wants it, we're not doing it. Like, Yeah, those people who need everything centered around them, <laughs> they need to be the center of attention, can be particularly exhausting. It's so much, like energy wise like I've had to block her I blocked her and her husband on Facebook and my cousin because I can't deal with them uh for holidays I actively try to be there on the days they're not gonna be there mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to set that boundary with myself otherwise like my whole entire holiday will be miserable and awful and I really just want people to know like that's okay <laughs> like if there's people that are draining you and make life miserable just schedule your time around when you don't have to see them or like tell them like hey i don't like being around you we're just gonna have to avoid each other like that's okay to say <laughs> i have to tell people that all the time like i'm not the best at like speaking up for myself and telling people things like that but like i will still actively try my best to avoid avoid those kinds of situations at least yeah it's okay. It's and it's okay to not go to those family gatherings if you need to. Yeah. You know, go see grandma and grandpa the day before, the day after, if you need to, something like that. It doesn't have to be Well, like Summer said, spend your holidays with your friends, like the family you pick. Like it's so much easier having like Friendsgiving or Christmas with your friends is so much more fun and usually like no drama. Like no drama. Everybody just it. <laughs> and can we say something about the expectations, okay? Why the fuck do people keep serving shit they don't even like because <laughs> they think that's what you're supposed to eat on these holidays? Seriously. Right. Like, we stopped doing that whole thing. Like, for Christmas, we just pick a genre of food and go with it. Like, you know, we might have Mexican food one year and Italian food the next year. Because we spent years cooking, my grandmother insisting that we cook the damn turkey and ham that nobody really wanted to eat because that's what you're supposed to do. I don't care what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to enjoy yourself. That's what you're supposed to do. My family, like, really enjoys, like, the ham and the dressing and the mashed potatoes. Like, we do, like, the whole big spread, but it's because we all thoroughly enjoy it. Right. Then when I go to, like, my 
friend, like my friends think like um, Turkey Day or whatever. One year they had enchiladas oh, and Chinese food and sushi, and I was like, "This is bomb!" Like, right? why are you not doing this? I just want chips and queso. That's all I really care about right now. Oh. I'm hungry. Right and I'm still thinking about that. Oh, good. That sounds so good. Anyhow, that's our spiel. Back, back to the boundaries. Yes. Boundaries, boundaries, boundaries. <laughs> that That is the message for you today, guys. Have those boundaries. Set those boundaries. And your boundaries are not negotiable. Anytime somebody tries to talk you out of them, they are violating your boundaries and your consent. Don't renegotiate those. Yeah, like absolutely not like once you set those boundaries like stick to them even if it's hard like people there's gonna be people that tell you like well if this is how it's gonna be like i'm just not gonna be in your life and be like cool bye like great yes because what they are actually saying to you is if you are not going to allow me to continue to abuse you yeah i will not be in your life does that really sound like they're taking something away from you yeah. like fine no. oh be gone satan like oh no <laughs> Am I now, 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 don't blame Lucy for these things. There's <laughs> uh, always the scapegoat, you know? <laughs> like, but, like, for real, like, those people don't add anything to your life. Just bad energy, bad vibes, like, low self-esteem, like, on their part. Because they have to violate your consent and boundaries to make themselves feel better. Like, that's so shitty. Like, get the fuck mm -hmm. out. <laughs> right. And, you know, they may have, here's the problem that a lot of people with a, an abundance of empathy have, mm -hmm. is that we can understand how they got that way. Yeah. Okay. Like, I understand how my parents got to be the way they are and why they treated us in certain ways growing up. What you can't do is take that, the too far and it let it excuse their behavior right. understanding it's great but it cannot become an excuse for their behavior where you're letting them continue to mistreat you because in the end their behavior is still their responsibility and they need to take responsibility for that and natural consequences is when you mistreat people they don't want to be around you yeah and so if you don't want to be around them, don't be around them. It's fine. I give you that permission if you needed it. Like, I work with teens and, like, younger kids. And I spent, spend most of my time telling them, like, what consent is. And telling them, like, if you don't want to hug somebody and they're trying to force you to hug somebody, you can say no. And if they don't respect that, like, they're not a safe person to be around. Um, and constantly talking about, like, boundaries and being able to set them for themselves, like, I have a bunch of teenagers who, like, when they're angry, like, they just don't want to be messed with, they don't want to be talked to, they just want to be by themselves, and there's staff that want to constantly be on top of them and constantly trying to figure it out, and I'm just like, no. Like, they've set this boundary with us, like, mm -hmm. let them have their time, like, that's okay. And I think people forget that it's okay to reinforce their own boundaries with people. Like, if somebody makes, like, a mistake of a boundary like they didn't know that's what it was or it's like a misunderstanding that's one thing and reinforcing it with that person is 
and valuable. Um, but like setting those boundaries and them understanding it and still crossing it, like you got to draw that line and kick them out of your life. Like that's for mm-hmm. less thing. And it is really difficult if you were raised without being allowed healthy boundaries to learn how to reinforce those, especially in dealing with your family of origin, because you get kind of regress a little bit when you're around your family, right? Like you still feel like that um, vulnerable child. Yeah, 100%. Right. You can work through that. Therapy can be helpful. But also sometimes that distance is necessary in order to work through this and, to, and then come back when you are able to set those boundaries for yourself because Absolutely. your own health can depend on it. Absolutely. 